0: Thanks for joining us for the MEP Manufacturing Podcast, Transforming Manufacturing Enterprises. MEP believes that there are some elements to a manufacturer's business, whether it's finding their inefficiencies, strengthening their internal processes, or even unlocking their growth, that can extend a manufacturer beyond its current limitations. So every episode, take a journey with us as we speak with manufacturers, legislature, subject matter experts, and so many more as we head down the path of manufacturing across the state of Massachusetts. Whether we're in Boston, Worcester, or out in Springfield, maybe even in the Berkshires, we'll be here every week and we'll explain to you more about manufacturing and what's happening right in your own
1: backyard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MassMEP Manufacturing Podcast. I'm Haley Steele.
2: And I'm Kevin Tata.
1: Oh, you hesitated a little bit longer than you normally do. I was nervous that you forgot I, who you were.
2: I felt like I got that right in right after you said it. Like, maybe there's a little lag between our two audios, but I, I felt like I was right there.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. I'll go with the lag. That's a good one. All right. yeah, I good. like it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little nervous. I was like... <gasps> I hope he remembers who he is.
2: <laughs> oh, I got to do this intro too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? If you forget, you can always go to chat GPT to find out who you are.
2: <laughs> Figure out the perfect intro. Maybe I'll do that next time. Maybe, maybe next podcast, this intro brought to you by chat GBT. Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you're pushing it today. <laughs> <laughs> it's early.
2: It's early. I'm feeling rambunctious.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, now- really Oh, no. Yeah. Friday mornings at 9 a.m. are the best time to do these podcasts. So yeah, no I, doubt. I love it. Uh, so we are here today because we said we were going to do this series based on um our big event that we did. Uh, how was that? Two weeks, three weeks ago now? Two weeks.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It was so much. So long ago. Yeah, about two weeks, I think.
1: Yeah, that's like six months in uh, the marketing world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've already done Christmas, you know, yeah, all that goes by pretty quick so we did our manufacturing your future smart manufacturing event and we had our breakout sessions and we said we were going to do a series where we would bring in three of our different breakout sessions and talk to them about their breakout session because we felt the impact that they made during the event itself and from what we heard back from those that attended it uh these were the sessions we kind of wanted to hit upon plus If you look at how we're talking about the smart manufacturing event itself these really are kind of the building blocks um there's you know the the basics that we start with the foundation uh then we kind of sprinkle in a little bit more of the you know the glitz and the glamour and then you put your security protection on the outside so we're doing our the lean journey uh then we kind of did a little bit when it came to the additive side just one Kind of a little fancy. It was kind of like the jewelry that you put on your house, like your curtains. And then we put. We'll be talking about cybersecurity, which will be our security system that will be that you know encapsulates and keeps all that safe um, for all that work that you've put into it. So who wants to build a house and it not be protected and safe? So it's the same situation when it comes to our manufacturers, but. Um, without further ado, I do want to introduce uh, you to our first-time guest today um, and first time on the podcast. It's so exciting. I love when we have brand new people on these podcasts. It's fun for us. makes a very entertaining day. Um, I would like to introduce to you from a great company that we do a ton of work with, and we love working with these guys. I want to introduce to you Bonnie Hamlin. She is the Lean Manager at FlexCon. So welcome, Bonnie. Hello thank you (laughs) you're welcome and with her we have tom hill he is the beta team director at flex console welcome tom good morning yeah good to have you great to have you guys with us so you you'll we'll get into it a little bit further when uh we start asking you the questions but you did the lean journey breakout session and um when we put this together we met with you originally um well 4 months ago because we just realized it was right when Kevin started with Mass MEP and we really wanted to understand the foundation as to why somebody needs to get into smart manufacturing so We brought in um, none other than the experts, which is both of you to talk about this and your team and what you guys do. So uh, it went phenomenal. Uh, I do need to get a set of those nails though, because I've already forgotten how to do that. So.
2: It's funny. funny. I was just thinking about those nails too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: We have to practice every time. So don't, don't worry.
2: Okay.
4: It's It's really magic. (laughs) You know, we pretend, but it's magic. (laughs)
1: Oh, I love it. That's great. Well, speaking of magic. So this is your first time with us, but we, you know, we give you a little bit of a warning. We are going to ask an icebreaker question. Um, and it has absolutely nothing to do with, um, they're both like, Oh my gosh, what is she going to ask? What is this question? I get that all the time. Um, but it's really, it's a fun question to kind of, um, get you thinking a little bit in a different, in a different realm. So here we go. If all of the superheroes were to battle against each other, who do you think would win? A lot of superheroes. I'm like on a cartoon theme. You notice that, wow. Kevin? Really? I did
2: notice that. They kind of yeah. go hand in hand the last thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm,
3: so, I, mean, I I have a go-to, but I'm really interested in what you're thinking. Who do you think it is, Tom?
4: I, my immediate reaction was Superman.
2: Yep. Okay. Yep, okay. totally. That makes sense.
3: So,
4: so I- too basic but i
3: think that's... wonder woman's got it i do i honestly believe that she's got all angles maybe covered.
4: it's superman and wonder woman's kid
3: that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: hasn't even been happening yet but that's gonna yeah. be it oh. over the
1: i never even thought of
4: that I, yes, yes. wonder
3: yeah. woman
1: yeah okay. i think that's our generation too and what we grew up i with. think that's like For cross sure. universes sure. though
4: i think they're different like or no? Okay. I don't no, know. They're, together.
1: Is... they're together. They're together. Yeah, they're DC comics. She's a superhero. Yep. Yep. Right. They're, I mean, yep. They're DC. We're not
4: violating any universal. You know. No, yeah. <laughs> you're
1: not crossing like Marvel and DC together. No, you're
4: good. Right. You're that's good. A, yeah. That's a big
2: no-no. Yeah. I yeah. Say, <laughs> no, no. It's yeah, good that you know that.
3: I was gonna say Aquaman, but then I had to think about and, it for a second because I don't yeah. think he's a superhero. No offense, Aquaman, but but he is in my world.
1: well hold on body aquaman or jason momoa as aquaman in your world well let's go with both
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's go with both why not both
1: uh kevin what do you think
2: i think um i think i'm going with the flash (gasps) i think i'm going with the flash and i don't think anybody can touch him i think he can he can do it all yeah um yeah that's that's one going is time
4: talking. travel or not is that real? Or I not? think so I mean
2: that's that's in his capabilities, so I mean I, I think I think so. I mean, why not?
1: yeah, well, there is a new movie coming out this summer and you'll yes. be able to find out what happens about it. so
2: and maybe that's why I'm thinking about it it's just fresh on my mind, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, no, it's a pretty good one. I really um I think it's great. I'm gonna have to go like I'm so I'm ste- stepping out of d c because you guys all went d c comics. um mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with um what's is it Captain Marvel is that her name mm-hmm.
2: yeah I think yep. it's
1: her I think it's her I wasn't right yeah I, yes yeah Lee I was Larson. into I was into the Scarlet Witch at one point I thought maybe it was her um but mm-hmm. I don't know if you call her a superhero because she's not really a good person but I think she's just got some demons inside she's dealing with and you get that much power you're trying to figure out it's just like politics you know same kind yeah, of thing no doubt. right I
2: think yeah. I think a sleeper pick is uh is Batman I think with any preparation time i think he can he can take care of anybody as well
4: Yeah. You know, although i there's a lot of argument as to whether he's actually a superhero though you know what i mean yeah. same thing i would say the same thing for iron man right i mean that's fair is it, what's their superpower if it's if it you know do you get into mutant space or not if it's just okay. kind of technology i mean we're going to talk about technology here a little bit i don't know is <laughs> that qualified or not
2: yeah we'll get into that i guess <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's exactly why we ask these questions. So now you know, you picked up on how we do the icebreaker questions, and then it kind of gives us that lead-in of to. You're right. So technology, how does it affect? Is it really a superpower um, for those that are obviously in in the realm of cartoons and out in DC Comics and. Uh, Marvel. I, you know, we should be sponsored. Hopefully maybe they'll send us some free stuff when they hear our podcast about us talking about them. But tickets to the movie. Right? <laughs> tickets <laughs> to the movie would be great. Yeah, we could all go together. They'll send us four tickets. Yeah. So but that's that's why we're here. So um let's get into uh let's dig into what we're here to talk about, Kevin. Yeah.
2: Let's get into it. Let's uh discuss the uh breakout sessions a bit. And I'm interested to hear from both of you in a few sentences if you could give us the highlights on what you spoke about and why in the breakout session.
4: Yes, we can. Go sure, ahead, I'll Tom. start. Yeah. Uh, basically, we talked about lean as a journey mm-hmm. and really starting at the foundation, making sure that you have a really solid foundation to be able to build on and be able to set yourself up for success so that you can get into that you know, advanced automation, smart manufacturing down the road. Because really, when it comes down to it, if you don't have a good foundation, you can put all kinds of bells and whistles on it, but the the build the house is going to collapse, right? So our principle, our philosophy is to make sure that uh, as an organization, we really instill the the principles of you know lean, lean thinking, standardization, uh, building in five five S, six S, uh, and those principles early on, so that you can go forward. And and really the the example that we talked through in the breakout session was demonstrating how that mindset can be instilled and sometimes it's something that people overlook and don't even think about so really bringing the value of that front of mind
1: yeah
3: and i would add that you know what was fun is we were able to to highlight how the work that we're doing is affecting directly impacting the team members on the floor yeah right but quite a bit of time bringing this work um, into the organization it's really with the team members engagements and their buy-in that we're seeing, the more we do it, the more that we're able to achieve that. And so we're seeing some really great results, um, you know, turning into great results, whether it's quality or, you know, reduction in downtime. Or we're really able to measure, you know, the work that, that from the work that we're doing, um, the team members are seeing it now. They're really seeing that output. So um, it was super fun to talk about that that we've, you know, put the legwork in, and the impact now is really visible for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have been, I mean, it's been a long time. You've kind of d- been doing this lean journey at FlexCon, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's been around. Going. Give us a little bit. I just want to know, tell everybody what it is you guys do.
4: Yeah. FlexCon in general. Yeah. Uh, FlexCon in general is a manufacturer of pressure sensitive adhesive films. Uh, so anything, if it's potentially sticky, uh, we could, we could make it. You could be touching if you're, you know, drinking a, a beverage now, uh, it, it could have our label material on it. Or if you're driving a car, you've definitely got some components in there with, with labels that have uh, been through our plants. So broad range of industries. And uh, yeah, we started our lean journey before we were both here as a company back in the early 2000s and in great partnership with Mass MEP. Uh, and and it's a 66 year old company, uh, 67 coming up, yep. um, and so you know longevity of, of yearization and looking to say how do we make sure we're here keep keep going keep improving ourselves and that journey in lean started in the early 2000s and and really continuing to to evolve.
1: Yeah, yeah. Every time I eat Oreos, I think of you guys. <laughs> Of the package, you peel the package back, it's you, right?
2: Yes,
4: so we're in a you know a whole bunch of products out there, and yeah. so it's yeah, so you say we, um, yeah. you never know, you yeah. never know, just That's be pretty, us
1: yeah, it's, impressive. <laughs> it's really impressive. So, I know we asked you, you know, questions that we you thought were the most important. that came up during the breakout session you feel that you know our audience listening can really get the most impact from one of the questions that came up was why is standardization important so maybe explain what you mean by standardization and then why it's important for it
3: so so for us here you know it allows us to when we're working with the team members what we're trying to standardize is the work that they do right mm-hmm. and our intent is to you know, show them the work in a, pro- in a process way so that we're able to really see any problems within that process. That, that's what we go at it, right? So we want to be visibility into things that we can actually improve. And if you don't standardize something, so for example, we have three shifts, right? If we have one process that's done differently on all different shifts, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to um, consider where would you go after an improvements. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you measure that improvement? So that is one of the reasons that we, you know, we talk about standardization. Mm-hmm. How do we look at the best way to do a process? You know, yeah. we look at being the safest. Yep. Um, you know, uh, best quality results. You know, overall, we're certainly looking for cost effectiveness and reduced waste. So. You know, that's really what we go after when we talk about standardization of really any process. It could be in production, it could be in the customer service side. Any process you you can really standardize. Yeah, and I
4: think it's really important, you know, Bonnie just said, you know, the safest way. Sometimes, you know, a lot of people think of just the fastest way, and really we bring an emphasis of that the best way may sometimes take a little bit longer because we want to make sure everybody's doing it safe. And it's about the respect for the team members And, you know, not that they are running around, you know, burning out themselves doing something. We want to make sure that they are in a good process to be able to do this consistently, train new people to do it the same way, do it safely. And it's predictable and standardized so that you know how long it should take. And then you can plan for that. And then when it doesn't take that amount of time or something comes up, Now you have something to work on to improve or fix.
1: Okay. So then how do you apply that to um, ourselves? Like how, as a manufacturer, how would they apply that to themselves?
4: Yeah. So in a lot of cases, it's, you know, Bonnie mentioned the the multiple shifts that we have. Mm -hmm. And really it's in, without a standardization, we found people would say, I like it doing it this way. I like doing it that way. And no, this is the right way. And you start to say, you know, they all have different perspectives and we start to use data and metrics to say, no, this is the, the correct and best way right now. And doesn't mean it's locked in forever. I think there's this mindset of, you know, okay, we set it. Now we can never change it. Like the set it and forget it. Uh, that's a throwback to Ron Copil, right? Yes. Right.
3: yes. So
4: it's not that it's really, this is the best way that we as an organization want to do this. And if we want to make it better, let's, let's improve that and demonstrate through data and metrics that this is safer. This is easier for the team members and get consensus to do it that way. And then everybody should be doing it that way. So
3: yeah, to jump, to jump off on that, this is part of the, when we do the work with the team members, right? We're looking to educate and and coach and develop. So one of the things we really focus on is, how might you consider your, your area and where do you see the best the best way to go about, um, you know, making it safer for you, and how do you, and moving away from that feeling? So Tom touched on the fact that a lot of folks have been here over twenty years. This is life's work for a lot of folks. So they have a they have a big feeling and they're invested in the work they do. A lot of manufacturers are truly passionate about their day-to-day activity and their, you know, the work that they do. What we're what we're bringing to the table is to consider using data and the metrics is really a key evolution that we've seen and had mm-hmm. in the work that we've been doing in the last few years, right? And we always, the tagline that we use is we want to create an army of problem solvers mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. levels of the organization. So that's really taking off. That is something that people are you know, investing in, and they want to be that problem solver. And in doing so, they're like, okay, how do I become one of those people?
4: We actually, we we initially called it Army of Problem Solvers, but we evolved it to say a League of Problem Solvers. We're going to be the Justice League of Problem Solvers. That is true. That's D.C. again, right? I love that. That's
1: great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Well, and that's That's why we do, uh, that's why we do our, we talk about uh, continuous improvement. It's uh, what you just said the same thing over and over again so yeah that's i love it the justice league when you get that uh get that up and you get to sign up in the office let me know just take a picture of it and send it to me
4: uh we have uh, maybe this is not something we want to share but we'll do it anyway for sure yeah uh, we did have an event with our leadership group where we may have had costumes yes uh, bonnie yeah. was storm, storm. <laughs> um i think i was the flash i was actually the yeah. flash wow i was i was your you know the one that's gonna win so i mean yeah
3: and i you gotta win it all then best award for i definitely turned on the uh
4: oh i was scared
3: i i i I came in did you have
4: like the
1: so you had the the white hair did you have the she has bright. Uh,
3: I, i was able to really um use the personality yeah I, I, I embodied the personality of I Storm. I
1: love it. So, you're a method <laughs> actor, then, Bonnie, is what I'm That's hearing.
3: exactly what I am.
1: Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh,
4: maybe, well, maybe uh, you know, those pictures are definitely uh, out there. So, we'll have to uh, find please,
1: them. Please send them my way. And if there's any way we can use them in our promo for this podcast, we would, and we get your. Oh,
4: own. I just got the look. I'm in trouble. Oh, that'll be perfect. <laughs> I know. That
2: would good. be perfect. <laughs> Great. I love that. Uh, Now, uh, where do you guys see the lean journey or smart manufacturing on a priority scale to these manufacturers?
4: So I would, depends on, on where the organization's at. One of the principles of lean is to really make sure you understand your current state and in in this and wherever you are, you have to understand and and know where you're at and then look at where you want to go. And that from there you can decide how do you want to start that transition. Uh, one of the things that you know for us is we looked at the the journey that we're on is you know with it being a you know multi generation company at this point and team members have been here for so long it's a it's working to transition and build in that that fundamental capability so that it's it's established and I think for us it's a priority to make it for the long run. And so if if we continue to evolve, it's really an evolution. You know, like we said, we started this 20 years ago. Now what we did 20 years ago is very different from what we're doing today. So that as we continue down that trajectory of, you know, getting the basics, basics in place, it's setting us up for more advanced systems, you know, as we're bringing on you know, better planning and scheduling abilities, you know, looking at new technologies on the horizon as such as like AI and, you know, chat GPT for whatever. ERP. For, yeah, for for helping the logistics, we've got to be able to be ready, you know, sort of in the uh, shop floor to be able to, to match up with the journey of technology as it's evolving. And so yeah. we're really building that, that in our criteria uh, going forward. You know,
3: and to add, you know, it... it... It is all about timing, right? And understanding where yeah. you are. To, to reiterate the fact that understanding that current state, and also one size does not fit all. So mm-hmm. we are constantly evaluating. You know what tools work for us at this time. You know what level of methodology in think, You know that the Toyota production system, much of it works for us, and some does not. So it's a constant, you know, uh, process of evaluating. You know all the good. Concepts out there, all the good methodologies, tools. What what works for you now, and what what might work for you, you know, two years down the road. You have to be really open to um, adjusting.
4: Yeah, I think that's a key point in, in lean is that it's always looking to improve. Yeah. And that if you think you're if you think you're good, you think you're done, then that's a problem. Yeah. Because you've always got to be trying to do better and looking yeah. at new ways to do that and right. trying new things, experimenting. And some, you know, a lot of times failing, right? But learning from that and applying it going forward, uh, if you're not doing that, then you're going to fall, fall behind.
3: You know, Can when you we think- talk about prioritization, I think that we match up with the business as well. Yeah. So it's very critical that as the transformers, you know, the enterprise transformation team of the company. More than meets the eye. More than meets the eye, yeah. We have to really also follow the business. You know, where is the business going? So as we know, those priorities change. You know, yeah. for many reasons, right? So that is another reason why that we are constantly evaluating. You know, uh, that will clearly change the direction and what and the how we're doing things. So it's not that we're doing things in a silo. We're we're truly matched up with the business, and that that drives our prioritization uh, quite a bit.
1: That's huge. I think that is probably one of the biggest misses that a manufacturer will have is not right. bringing that together and having right. you just look at it in compartments. You know, so, so compartmentalized that they're like, okay, we just need to focus on this and then we can focus on this and we can focus on that. So it, yeah, it brings it all together. So, right. That's where we, you would kind of come into that. But I think when we did our event, there was a lot of people that were in the room that when our guest speaker, our keynote speaker was there. And he said about, you've got to get, you got to get digitized. You have to get yep. a plan together. There was a lot of the manufacturers, some of them in there were kind of like, okay, all right, fine, we'll do it. But then there's still some that are like, you know what, I'm just still not ready for this. And I hate to say it, but you do, it's a valid point with the way that we're evolving. Is that going to, like you said, are they gonna get held back and are they gonna be lost, you know, because of that? So we try not to be big and scary. And I think using your perspective and what you've done, your journey it shows that it's possible. And you how many people do you have that work at FlexCon? Like how big is your organization?
4: So for, for manufacturer for FlexCon North America, we're in the 750 employees across okay. all of our sites. Um, yeah. but we are uh recently now under the FlexCon global umbrella. So that expanded into uh incorporating our, our European team as well. Okay. So uh that's it's exciting and it you know so as an organization a broader organization yeah we got to kind of look at how do we do things across the pond uh you know make sure that we're aligning that because i think as bonnie you know we, th- we think of manufacturing we think of just kind of the the production floor yeah. our yeah. team our role is not just the manufacturing support we support the whole organization because so much of the waste that's realized in manufacturing comes from the up and upstream business processes, right? So really how do we coordinate, you know, from really the point of customer order uh, throughout the whole production cycle and make sure that, you know, you can put all the automation you want in there, but if your your planning and scheduling isn't connected because yeah. it, your systems don't support it, then you're gonna, gonna get the benefits of it in the manufacturing space. So. really making sure it's connected throughout the whole value stream
1: yeah and that's what's critical for anybody that's small because you know we do have a lot of of our clients who will say yeah but we only have two or we only have you know 50. it can still work like a lean process can still work that you can start to see like you said the kpis the metrics will come out of it for you to see what is working how it's working together from start to finish to then say, okay, wow, now that we're we're starting to, to see the impacts in the business side of it as well. So do we need to bring in a cobot? Can we add an extra shift or whatever it may be? And I think that's that is the um the mindset of that's what we try to do is to get that fear away from it because people hear smart manufacturing and they go, oh, I'm gonna lose people and I won't have yeah and that's
4: not you know you you think about robots and people are like oh no there we go we're getting that's lean we're getting rid of people lean does not mean less employees are needed uh that's a that's a kind of a common misconception out there it's really want to make sure that the employees that are there are getting the most value out of out of what they're doing and not you know really respecting their time and so that's the key point is and if there's you know, aids, whether it's robotic assists or robots moving around things that can help the people that need to do the work, do their jobs easier, that's what it's about. And it's not about eliminating people because, you know, really the people are what make the whole company.
3: Correct. As our most important asset, if we're able to to optimize their day in the work that we're asking them to do, we can then reinvest in them as individuals. So that right. is how Flexicon kind of has taken this approach where we um, you know that this company offers a lot of internal trading, um, you know, in many different uh, ways. And that's, that's one of the ways that, that the lean thinking and methodology allows us to op- optimize truly someone's activity in their day. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there's, uh, there's additional time right. to do all this. Other and a great stuff. example
4: of that is within our team, we have about you know, six people in our, in our internal uh, yeah. transformation team here. And we have over 80 years of manufacturing experience amongst us. Yes. So, Yes. Uh, and that's main, manufacturing floor. So these you know team members have been right. with us and now are looking to continue to grow and apply their their skill set and help help their team members in production as well, help them improve the work that they're doing to make right. their jobs easier.
3: Yeah. I mean, when you have operators um, that have been on the floor for 25 years and now they're layering on a business analyst type of role and, and, you know, analytics and truly able to understand the output of what's happening on the floor. I mean, you're talking some tremendous um, value add, you know, work and understanding. You know, that that's we're seeing some real value add work from that team of people.
2: It's awesome.
1: Yeah. So when, I guess, Kevin, I think what we wanted to know would we say we wanted to know how we see this affecting manufacturing? And I think we kind of answered that question, right? Where We we had asked, you know, is it affecting it now um, or do we right. see it affecting it in the future? Um, and I know when we talked to Hayden um, Quinlan from MIT, he's additive and he said, there's manufacturings that have been doing 3D printing. He said, what, for like 20 years?
4: Right.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, they've been doing it So, and we kind of said, you know, do you, how impactful is this going to be to these manufacturers? Like, are they going to, do they need to start really like what Walker Reynolds said? Do they really need to start thinking about this now seriously? And how far, you know, how quickly is this going to, to uh, impact the manufacturing world?
4: Yeah. And I think what Walker was saying, I've been thinking, we've been saying that internally for, for a while about, you know, really the data and helping set us up for knowing where to focus our efforts, focus our initiatives. And that data doesn't have to always be the most advanced AI data. It can yeah. be, you can start with data at a machine, a team member recording the time that they're doing their work and saying, why did it take longer this time and understanding what contributed to it. Sometimes it goes back to the raw material they were using. And then yeah. you say, "Hey, we need a different quality uh, certification for this material. Yeah. And really it doesn't have to be you know, super, super, uh, complicated, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. You can focus on, you know, the smaller things. It's truly getting to that understanding of of what is occurring and being able to measure it. That, that really (laughs) is, is the, and there's many, many ways to do that. Right. So I, I I love, we, we had a blast listening to the, the the key speaker. I mean, that was fun for us Mm
2: -hmm. and,
3: you know, he made it clear that there's, it, it 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 can be scary, but I think we've demonstrated that if you break it down and you're willing to just jump in the pool, you know you'll you'll make it. You'll tread water. You know you just have to um be take a take the risk and and begin the journey. I think that's that's is taking that step forward.
4: Bonnie said had fun. I mean, she put that lightly. She wants to be a Walker Reynolds groupie. I
3: kind of I mean, do. She, I I actually I she would was, be in his
2: entourage. I
3: would. I, I yeah.
1: yeah. He's like,
3: He's my kind of people <laughs> like, you know, he, he just had all the right, all he he had all the
1: right things. Like I saw that Bonnie, I saw it when I was, standing. <laughs> dad. The I was, fan. I was, I was uh, yeah, I was audience watching and I was like, oh, yeah, Bonnie gets it. Like she's into this. Like you were, well, it. yeah, it was awesome.
3: Yeah, no, he, he touched on things like it was so evident to me that his life's journey mm-hmm. and then he just went about that this is my mission in life. And he is, you know, making these companies, you know, bringing about uh, ways for companies to to be sustained in in the United, you in, in the world. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought it was fantastic. And then he, you know, to show some of the stuff he's brought to the table, um, and of course around data, I'm, I'm a finance trained person, so mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed.
1: Good. I'm Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well if he comes back in September we'll let you know we'll sneak you'll be a massive yes. employee for the day yeah. I would love that
3: <laughs> I mean I can definitely help whatever you need <laughs> oh
1: I will
2: that's great so back when I first started on the job I came to FlexCon to learn a bit more about what you guys did and take a glimpse on what you may be talking about for the breakout session, and you guys gave us an exercise to do with a couple two tools. Could you kind of go a little bit further in depth with yeah. what that exercise was the, and the magic wow. trick? Yeah, yeah. I, so, I love it.
4: So uh, the the activity that we utilized to demonstrate the concept. Is I don't know if everybody's ever seen sort of those twisted nails the the and I don't want to give away all the secrets so people have to you know, <laughs> yeah um, but but the activity is really to understand that this is uh some sometimes a magic trick it seemed like it for some people they're able to do it unless you were Superman you know you, you they were pretty strong nails that you couldn't bend them uh, it was pretty tough uh, but how do you get them apart and you know people it's kind of funny sometimes kind of mean in a way to see people struggle and we saw. That and and you wanna you kind of want to laugh, but you also kind of you feel bad, right? Because the reality is that that's the reality of people's job, or or could be somebody's job on in the real world, right? Is that they're struggling to do their job every day, and so when you see one person getting it within you know two seconds taking these nails apart, and they're just sitting there while somebody's over there struggling for the the entire day working on that getting that nail those nails apart, it's kind of frustrating, and so. The concept there is that, well, hey, okay, if we train you all and we show you the best way to do it, now you can, everybody can do it, and it's easier to do it. You're not struggling. You're working together. You're supporting each other. That's kind of that ideal state that we want for our real world work, and that concept is demonstrated through that simulation, uh, and hopefully people see the applicability of the concept in in the work that they're doing, and so, uh, you know. Like I say, it, it's kind of like magic, but there is actually some science to how those, you know, how to take those apart. And we, we demonstrate that. And so people get to do that and experience it and hopefully, you know, relieve their frustration from, from the first kind of go rounds where they, they really couldn't figure out how to do it.
1: Yeah.
3: It we also had at, at the, in the session, we had our new training manager, Christina, and it's fun to see. So not only do you want to have a standardized process, which is great. How do you train to it? right? So now at the, at the company, we're really moving into that next phase mm-hmm. of, uh, of you know we've always been a subscribing to TWI and now we're really getting into, you know, uh, training many folks here in that process and methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so now we we are everyone's training the same way. So not only process same, training the same way. So the results that we're getting are, Uh, we're reducing that variability and knowledge that we've been able to pick up from this, um, you know, standardized training method, if you will, Mm -hmm. it just is increased and really, I mean, you know, I'm very excited with the last three or four months adding that piece to it um, is the, 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 the the knowledge coming out of that is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I think the reality is that no matter the size of your organization, you know, looking forward the getting, you know, workforce, is going to get harder and harder uh that's what all the projections are saying so whenever you are bringing in somebody to train them you want to make sure you're doing using your training time and resources for that as efficiently as you can and so both standardization and you know training within industry will help you be more successful as you're bringing on new people and and cross training so if you've already got people uh bringing that flexibility across your your organization these are enablers to help you do that, which will then, you know, free up other things so that you can continue down that advancement in in you know lean manufacturing and the journey.
3: You know, we're hearing that it is not you know it's one thing to get um, team members to join your organization; it's another to get them to stay. Yeah. So you know, we talk about how do we put them in a great environment where. They feel like they're continually successful. Mm-hmm. So they're feeling good about the work they do. They are successful, which is all around training. And then they have opportunity to grow personally and professionally, right? So you've really got it to, in today's market. I think that's becoming um, a requirement. I, you know, I don't think that's an option, you know, and again, that goes back to size of company. That doesn't matter if you're yeah. 10 employees or, you know, 50,000, mm-hmm. that concept holds concepts up.
4: Yeah, and if you're only 10, it's actually even more important, yeah, right? Probably, because yes. you got you you're trying to do more with less. So yeah. uh, how do you make sure you're doing that and that you you can grow and be, you know, stay in it?
1: Yeah, you guys um you hit the nail on the head.
2: Ah, I, I was going to say the same nail thing. You are, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Kevin and I we share a brain sometimes. It's pretty cool. Um but it's so true. We we um I think it's great to hear you because you not only you talk the talk, but you walk the walk and every single thing that you do across your organization. So, um, hence why, you know, we thought bringing you guys into this was such, it's just, it really is a true Testament for any manufacturer to step back and go while well, they get it. Um, and they, it, it's true. It's very true. Um, the video of your breakout session is on our YouTube channel. So uh, anybody can go onto our YouTube channel and they can see your, your breakout session. Um, hopefully we don't get too close to the whole nails, um, the magic trick um, in that. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, it's you okay. Know. Okay. It's on
4: YouTube anyway, so people can.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They can Google it, right? Yeah, I think maybe Kevin did it. That's why he did it so quickly that day when we were there in the office.
2: I thought he was Superman. I thought he was Superman. That's, That's right. what it was. I bent the nails. I bent yeah. the nails. <laughs>
4: We had, to, we had to throw the, that so, away. He was yeah.
3: Every time, not to know how to do it. And he, ought, Tom honestly gets concerned.
4: It's well, a blast. She says, I, pretend. You know what I mean? And I, you know. Well, I just... would,
1: listen, you, body, I'm you. I, I would never, I can't remember it. I put it down and I go to pick it back up again. And I still can't remember what I did two seconds ago. Yeah.
4: 100%. I can do it behind my back, but I, then I tell people it's magic. So. <laughs>
1: Oh God. I love it. Well, um, I, we appreciate you guys coming in, uh, and doing this with us and and talking a little bit about it. And hopefully this will be impactful for those that are listening and they'll really, um, get, they'll get the message and they'll understand that it's worth it. Um, and if I'm sure if we have anybody that reaches out and wants to connect, obviously you guys are on LinkedIn. Um, they can reach out and connect with you on LinkedIn and, and, ch- and just talk about, you know, what you guys did and your journey and your process. It's great to have a mentor. I would recommend you guys to anybody when it comes to mentoring, um, when it comes to a business and obviously what you guys do every single day is it's, it's a big deal global. I mean, let's, you know, it's
4: It's exciting. It's it's fun. And I mean, our, our, at least for me, I know part of it is to to be impactful and to help people. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. That's what drives me is, you know, help, helping us be, you know, more successful in, in our personal lives, not just, you know, work, but how do you feel better at the end of the day?
1: Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. Well, thanks. We, uh, we appreciate you guys being here and, uh, thanks to everybody else. Uh, thanks for listening to the MassMEP manufacturing podcast and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the MassMEP manufacturing podcast, transforming
0: manufacturing enterprises. You can subscribe to our channel, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can always go to our website at MassMAP.org. So we'll see you next time, whether it's our space, your space, or cyberspace.